Don't make me regret this. Test one, two, test one, two, test one, two. Okay, I didn't actually know if it would... But you went after the test. That's fine, I'm going to leave that. Okay, go ahead and start. Yeah, uh, tell me to start. (laughs) (laughs) Start, the thing's running. Hi, Hi, everybody, welcome back to Oddities. I'm Cassie, and I'm here with my dad today. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) This is going to go so well. Uh, Welcome back to Strange Town. Uh, as per usual, all of the links to everything you need is in our description. Um, there is our social media, so if you'd like to follow along, we've got the links for Instagram and Facebook below. Uh, we also have a link to the merch shop if you'd like to buy some of our merch and represent us out on the street. You can, and there's a link to the Patreon still. Uh, just so you know, it'll still be the case where billing will be paused, but if you'd like to sign up for Patreon so that, you know you want to contribute once additional episodes and things like that can be made for our patrons, you're welcome to do so. And listen, about this merch stuff, <laughs> don't be cheap asses. <laughs> Buy some shit, okay? okay? That's all I'm saying. All right, and so there you heard it. That's my dad. Brouhaha. Stop. Okay. okay. <laughs> well, I guess, I don't know, do you want to tell people a little about yourself? Like, how are you? What's going on? I am fine. Very helpful indeed. What have we been watching this week? I'm home in New Jersey this week. I had a bunch of appointments and stuff. Uh, we've been watching, well, let's see, we watched a lot of terrible television this week, actually. Yeah, we did. There some yeah, there were some really, really bad ones this week, but I can't remember what we started well, you, with. you know what it is. The trailers and the promos make them look great. Those people need to make more money. And because... that's the, well, that's the world I came from. Yeah. yeah and and the, the job is to make it look great. The, pro- the, the problem you have with something like that is, you know, if you overpromise, if you make it look too good, and then people go and it's disappointing, then yeah, but they it, still did their tainted. job well. Well, they so did their job. Then they well, get yeah, their money. But the product is tainted. Yeah, you know. I always thought it'd be cool to be the person that picks music for them. I guess, like, guess a composer, but not like a composer. Like, just picks well, it's, like it's, pop it's, shit and whatever. It's, it's really the producer. <clears throat> oh, the is it the person who's producing the promo? And a lot of times, the producers are writer producers, so they're writing the promo. They have something in mind. They'll work with an editor, or they'll work, if they're shooting original footage, they'll work with a director, but more times than not, they're a writer-producer, or sometimes they're a predator, a producer-editor, oh, and they God. work with a writer separately. What a terrible... I know, That's right? terrible. I, I, <laughs> oh that, name came out, that name came out of, that practice came out of NBC, believe it or not. Oh. Their pro, promo department. Wait, but so, like, what about for movies? Who does it for movies? Same not just, not just the promos, I mean, like, the whole movie itself. The, it's the same. It, well, basically the same principle, except with a motion picture or a long form piece like a television show, you will have someone in charge of music. That's cool. Uh, you know, they they keep the music because you know with a motion picture you have to license it. Royalties have to be paid out on it. Uh, if it's original, it has to be contracted. And if there's someone in charge of music, um, they're going to contract the composer, and they're going to the composer will work with the director and the producer. Um, so there are a lot of hands in the pot. I mean, but more times than not, in, in, at times with promos and trailers, you will have original composition. They'll put a, you know, they'll put a click track on there because they want things to move at a certain tempo and that. They'll go in, they'll lay the voice in, they'll cut the picture and the natural sound. Then they'll give it to a composer after the fact <clears> and post score it. And, you know, he just 
he post scores against the rhythm of the click track, and uh, that's how he brings that all together. Okay. So you know. Thank you. Yeah. Well, the more welcome. you know. The more you know. If you were if you were going to be in a movie and you had like <clears throat> one of those explosion sequences behind you and you had to walk away like in slow motion, what would your what would your music be? My music. Um, I'd pick something really stupid and off kilter, like some like '90s boy band shit. first of all the first thing that come out of my mouth is oh shit yeah you know (laughs) you know you never see that but it would be in slow motion it would be like oh shit shit." that's right yeah yeah Yeah. and then you know uh i don't know what what i'm trying to think of what music would be good behind me with me walking off looking cool looking the best like badass yeah Yeah. badass all right well Um, we'll Ruminate. Okay. I'll come back to you at the end of the episode on I'm that I'm ruminating. Shit. All right, great. So today, I'm talking to you about an ancient computer. Okay. <laughs> okay, all right. I'm trying. You're thrilled. I'm You're trying excited. To, I'm okay. trying to contain myself, yes. Okay, it's called the Antikythera Mechanism, which okay. I fucked that up because it's Greek and I okay. don't speak Greek. But it's an ancient Greek hand-powered orrery. Which is described as the oldest example of an analog computer. Really? It's believed that this thing was used to predict, nope, let's try it again, predict astronomical positions and eclipses, like, up to decades wow. in advance. Does, that, does this precede the abacus and things like that? I don't know. You don't know. It's the ancient Greeks. Okay. So, maybe. Okay. I don't know. But yeah, I mean, we're not talking two guys down the thing who do euros and, and no, stuff no. like that, right? No. <laughs> no. Okay. Right. So... <laughs> And they also said that, it, like, it's it's been hypothesized that in addition to, like, eclipses and astronomical shit, it's also been used to track the four-year cycle of athletic games like the Olympics. Olympics, really? Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, so, so this computer's still functioning somewhere, or there are Well, so we're going to, oh, okay. yeah, we're going to get to that shit. So anyway, they recovered it from a shipwreck off uh-huh. the coast of the Greek island Antikythera, hence the name, all the way back in 1901. So this is old. Yeah. Like, we've, we've had Very. our hands on this for a while. May 17, 1902, it was identified as containing a gear by an archaeologist, a Greek archaeologist, named Valeros, Valerios Stice. <laughs> Can you tell I've never been to Greece? <laughs> yeah. Shut up. <laughs> and the device held uh, the remains of a 34-centimeter by 18-centimeter by 9-centimeter wooden box. And it was found as one lump later separated into three main fragments, which are now divided into 82 separate fragments all after in, conservation, all, all inside all, this shit. And this was all part of the computer. All part of the computer. Yeah, wow. wow. So it's pretty detailed. Yeah. And then four of the fragments contain gears, and then there are inscriptions on a bunch of the others. And then the largest gear is about 5.1 inches in diameter and originally had 220, 223 teeth on it. Wow. I know. Wow, very complex. And it's like five inches in diameter. Like, that's a sizable gear. Yeah. You know? Very. Well, if it's going to be like a hand crank thing, I guess it, whatever, it makes and sense. And is that how it was powered? Manually it was hand cranked. Hand. Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, this was ancient Greece, so yeah. therefore, yes. All right, so they found this in 1901, but it was created. Way beforehand. Yeah, right. Before. Okay. Then, 2008, there's this team led by uh, a guy named Mike Edmonds and also Tony Freeth. At mm-hmm. Cardiff University. <clears throat> and then they used modern computer x-ray tomography and high-resolution surface scanning to image inside fragments of this mechanism that's kind of like encased in all this shit at this point because it's so old and right. been in the ocean and whatever, to read the inscriptions that like right. once covered the whole outer casing of the thing. 
And when they did this, it suggests that, like, it had 37 bronze gears that enabled it to follow movements of the moon and the sun through the zodiac, mm-hmm. to predict eclipses, to model the irregular orbit of the moon, uh, where the moon's velocity is higher in its per- perigee than its apogee. Mm-hmm. And then the motion was studied uh, in the second century BC by astronomer, uh, astronomer, <laughs> astronomer. And you're a very educated. Person. I know Jesus by astronomer Hipparchus of Rhodes, and okay. it's speculated that he might have been consulted in the machine's construction. Yeah, so we're is, it, we're it, going it, all the way back to the second century BC wow. with this thing, wow. and they're tracking the moon and the sun and all this crazy shit, and then predicting eclipses like decades in advance. Did they say what the inscription was on the inside? Something in Greek. <laughs> okay. Like, you know, by your euros at village Get some baklava. Yeah. Okay. okay. <laughs> All right. That's, that's so. <laughs> sauce costs extra. Everybody's yeah. baklava. That's right. That's right. So, there is speculation that a part of the mechanism is missing, um, and it calculated the positions of five classical planets. But that's probably, at this point, I would guess, lost somewhere in the ocean, or gone entirely at this point. Have they have they considered in any of your research? Have they considered reproducing this, rebuilding it? We're gonna right. get to We're it, man! I'm, I get right. so excited. Stop it! Okay. So, <clears throat> so like I said, this is be- believed to have been designed by Greek scientists and like this this astronomer, and it's been variously dated back to as far as eighty seven BC, um, or between one hundred and fifty and one hundred BC, or even two o five BC. Wow. Uh, wow. But Obviously, it's been constructed before the shipwreck, which has been dated by multiple lines of evidence to about 70 to 60 BC. So, in 2022, this year, researchers propose that the initial calibration date of the machine could have been December 23rd, 178 BC. That's Isn't that crazy? crazy? That is How smart these people were? Yeah. yeah. Um, but other people say, no, no. Uh, they're saying it's actually the summer of 204 BC. In any case, it's fucking old. That's what we can settle we're gonna, on. We're going to argue a hundred That's exactly years. right. Okay. 50, 50 some odd years we're going to, yeah, mm-hmm, right. Um, and then machines with a similar, similar level of complexity didn't appear again until the astronomical clocks of Richard of Wallingford and Giovanni de Dondi in the 14th century. So they're like way, way ahead, ahead of their of time. time. Yeah, yeah, right. So, now, all of the known fragments are kept in the National Archaeological Museum in Athens. Mm-hmm. So, wow. if anybody wants to see it, it's see, over there. You know, when I hear about something like that, I, I think, okay, so here's this remarkable thinking. Mm-hmm. Centuries and centuries before us. And, and so, did so, was it a whim that someone sat down and spent maybe a good portion of their life designing this thing? Was it... Um, a ruler in that time that said, "Go make me go do this shit. Something that so we can track the planets. We could, you know, was it originally designed to be an aid in conquering the battlefield? So you'd know the planets and you'd know. Oh, okay, you, yeah. You know, um, I, I would love to, and, and we'll never know that, but I'd love to know the true, true genesis. Um, because uh, it's not the type of thing where some guy sitting down having a bowl of cereal in the Parthenon one morning and I know. saying, you know, I. Shit, I'm going to build it. I'm going to build this computer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah, right. Yeah. Anybody got any more milk? Yeah. No, you know, <laughs> yeah. No, I, and unfortunately, like like you said, it's all it's all lost to history at this point. It is. I, it I is. would be shocked if they ever find any kind of writings about this or things like this at this point. The, tru- the truism, though, is it's a blessing that it was found. 
Yeah. Because we know it exists. And a blessing that modern technology has helped us to uncover some yeah, of this stuff yeah. over time. Well, you know, now it starts to make sense because when you see things like this, you know, man has always marveled at the pyramids and great structures that were built, you know, the architecture mm-hmm. of, er- of earlier civilizations. And you see something like this and you realize how advanced the scientific thinking was of those times. I know. You know? And it's... Um, it's crazy. It's crazy shit. It is yeah, crazy it is. shit. So let's talk a little bit about the discovery itself, right? Okay. So Captain Demetrios Contos and his crew of sponge divers. <laughs> <laughs> is that SpongeBob? Right, yeah. oh, okay. uh, they were from Simi Island, and they discovered um, this shipwreck during the spring of 1900, and then they recovered artifacts during their first expedition with the Hellenic Royal Navy from 1900 to 1901. Uh, the wreck was a Roman cargo ship. Ah. So a Roman cargo ship had this thing. Well, so I guess that the question becomes: Well, did the ancient Romans actually make it, or did they steal it from the ancient Greeks and then they were like hauling it off somewhere? Was, was I don't it, know. You know, was it part of the booty from a, a battle, a yeah, war? I don't you know, know. Was it? Okay. There's no indication. Were were they, they were able to translate the inscription? We're getting to it. All right, so, <laughs> so <clears throat> it was found, uh, the, the ship itself was found at a depth of 148 feet off of Point Glyphadia on the Greek island of Antikythera, and the team retrieved a lot of large artifacts like bronze and marble statues, pottery, unique glassware, jewelry, coins, and then this, this mechanism itself. So they had all kinds of cool stuff. So yeah, I think probably we're looking at a booty situation. You know, you say glassware. Think about early man in, in those mm-hmm. centuries knowing how to make glass, how to bring the formula together. Dude, I mean, they're they, like, they say, were like way smarter yeah, than we are. They, they didn't say earthenware. They didn't say pottery. Yeah. They said glassware. Yeah. So, you know, I, I, you know I'm just, I'm, no, I'm stunned. I'm just amazed. You know, that man, you know, that, that the same man, that is going out of its way to destroy itself. That's correct. Every day, uh, was brilliant enough to know these things so early on. Yes, at one point, and we've gotten progressively dumber, dumber over time. Times going That's on. exactly right. The only thing we've gotten smarter at is destroying ourselves. That's correct. Well done, us. A round yes. of applause. Yay. Okay. Okay. Great. So they get this mechanism. Okay, and it's not known how. It came to be on the cargo ship, but it's been suggested that it was taken from Rhodes to Rome with a, with all the other treasure to support a triumphal parade staged by Julius Caesar. Oh. And we all know how everything turned out for Caesar. So <laughs> <clears throat> all of the items that were retrieved from the wreckage were transferred to the National Museum of Archaeology in Athens for storage and analysis. Mm-hmm. Uh, the mechanism at the time appeared to be um, a little more than like a lump of like this corroded bronze and wood, and it took Mm -hmm. time for them to... It basically sat there for two years while the museum staff worked on all the other shit. Mm -hmm. And then they were like, hey... What about this clump of bronze and wood? That's exactly right. Um, (laughs) So May, May, here we are, 1902, archaeologist Valerio Stice finds that one of the pieces of rock had a gear wheel embedded in it. Mm -hmm. And he was like, oh... Okay, this might be an astronomical clock, but then most scholars considered the device to be prochronistic or too complex to have been contru- constructed during the same period as the other pieces that were on the ship. Okay. Um, 
and investigations into the object were basically dropped until a British science historian and then a Yale University professor, Derek J. Sola, DeSola Price, Jesus Christ, <laughs> became interested in it in 1951. So all, those all that years, time, it just sat idle. So then, in 71, uh, Price and a Greek nuclear physicist. <laughs> Karolampos Karakalos, God, these names, (laughs) made X-ray and gamma-ray images of the 82 fragments. And then this guy Price publishes this 70-page paper on the findings in 1974. Um, There were two other searches for items at the REC site in 2012 and 2015 that yielded additional art objects. And then they also found a second ship that may or may not have been connected with this other ship that they found a while back. Um, But they did find a bronze disc embellished with the image of a bull on it. And the disc has four ears, which have holes in them. And it was thought that it may have been like a part of the mechanism as a cog wheel. Mm. But then others say there's like no evidence that it was part of it. And it's more likely that this was just like a decoration on some furniture or something. So the origin of this thing suggests that it must have been, it must have had undiscovered predecessors made during the Hellenistic periods, like prototypes. Mm Mm-hmm. And then its construction relied on theories of astronomy and mathematics that were developed by Greek astronomers during the 2nd century BC, and then it's estimated to have been built in the late 2nd century BC, or early 1st. Um, in 2008, there's a, they, they started this like Antikythera mechanism research project dedicated to this thing, right. and it suggested that the concept for the mechanism may have come from the colonies of Corinth, since they identified the calendar on the Metonic Spiral as coming from Corinth, or one of its colonies. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's like a whole slew of shit about that, but basically, they're like, these guys might have been the originators for this thing. And then the ship carrying the device also had vases from that, that were in the Rhodian style, so that mm-hmm. created this hypothesis that it actually was made at an academy founded by Stoic philosopher Posidonius mm-hmm. on Rhodes. Mm. So there's like some... So it was Corinthian... It's got like Corinthian aspects to it. Right. But then they're saying there are like... Since the ship that had this device on it was also carrying stuff that was like Rhodian in nature, mm-hmm. that maybe it actually came from Rhodes. Rhodes. But I guess the question becomes, well, why couldn't Rhodes have gotten it from Corinth? Very possible. Right? I don't Very know. Very possible. Rhodes was a busy trading port in antiquity, and it was the center of astronomy and mechanical engineering. And it was home to uh, astronomer Hipparchus, mm-hmm. who was active from 140 BC to 120 BC, and that he could have designed it or at least worked on it. So, I don't know. I mean, you're, you're finding this level of thinking, this sophistication of thinking, centuries before Christ, before the beginning of the Christian religion. Dude, ancient and, Greece is where it was at. Like, everybody was just hanging out, thinking really hard about things. Yeah. And yeah. having, like, some wine... <laughs> I, I don't know. Like It, it seems like a good time to me. Bombed, eating lamb. Yeah, ama- amazing art. Really <laughs> yeah. cool, like, polytheistic. Yeah. I don't know. It's just, I don't know. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. There was, like, some good shit going on. But anyway. If you if you could go back in time, would you go to that far back? Would you... <sighs> you know, Anna and I have had this conversation. There's mm-hmm. several time periods I would go back to, but only if I could come back because of a lack of, like, hygiene. Hi- yeah. Hygiene, medical. Like, I could, I could totally yeah. get down with ancient Greece and ancient yeah. Rome. Although, as a woman... Going back to a lot of these times, You'd first be, of all, it, having, like, the level of knowledge and shit that I have, I would probably get, like, burned at the stake. Yeah, you'd be a witch. Like, instantly, they'd be like, this this bitch is a witch, <laughs> and we have to kill her, and so it, like, would suck. 
<laughs> but like if I could go back and not have to worry about those things, there's like a ton of historical things that I'd like to see. Yeah. What about you? It's amazing. I, I would. I, I would go back. Um, I, I think you're right. I think survival, you know, as, as educated as we are now, yeah. we don't know how people dealt with those things back then. Mm-hmm. So we don't know how to apply what knowledge we have against some of those things. But I would, I mean, I'm in such awe of that time period and the things that were discovered and created um, that I would jump at the opportunity to go back and take a look at it. Yeah. Uh, Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, there's a lot. And it's like the same thing, too. Like, I'd love to go back and see, like, the Wild West. But I also, like, have no desire to have, like, lice all the time. Lice all the time, walk on dirt streets. Yeah, like, just, like, really filthy. I don't know. Or, you know, or it's like castles in medieval time. You know, it's like, you know, the toities used to enter, you know, they used to exit right out the and walls just, like, of the castle. And toss the pot out the window. Yeah. And it's like, you're just like, what if you're walking below and then you just get like shit on you. Hey, yo, I'm walking here. Yeah, right? exactly. I got shit on by a bird once and it was terrible. I hate when they do So imagine right. like. Yeah. So rude. So rude. Like human feces. Yeah. So how do we work this thing? I'm going to tell you how we're going to work this okay. thing. All right. So here's the operation of it. So on the front face of the mechanism. There was a fixed ring dial representing the ecliptic, and there were 12 zodiac signs marked off with equal 30-degree sectors. Okay. Isn't that... I don't know. That's just, like, really neat to me. Yeah. <clears throat> anyway, it matched with the Babylonian custom of assigning one-twelfth of the ecliptic to each zodiac sign equally, even though the constellation boundaries were variable. Okay. Outside of that dial is another ring, which you could rotate, and it was marked off with the months and days of the Sothic Egyptian calendar. So 12 months of 30 days plus five inter, what they call intercalary days. Mm-hmm. And then the months are marked with the Egyptian names for the months. Months transcribed into the Greek alphabet. Okay. So they took Egyptian words, these people. Egyptian words and organization. And transcribed and it into Greek. Wow. Okay. So that's interesting in and of itself that they're yep. like that they could understand but whatever so anyway the first task then is to rotate the egyptian calendar ring to match the current zodiac points right and then the egyptian calendar ignored leap days and it advanced through a full zodiac sign in about 120 years 120 years wow i'm wondering what the significance i don't know, you know it, so you the know whole what? and this whole thing was now operated by a small hand crank which we can't find wow and it was linked via a crown gear to the largest gear, and then there was like a four-spoked gear, and basically it was just a series of gears, and you would just crank this thing. And you know, wouldn't it be sick if when you were cranking it, it played? You know, that would be fun. That'd be cool. Um. So. That's, like, really fucked up. (laughs) So, um, the action of turning the hand crank would cause all the interlocked gears within the mechanism to rotate, resulting in the simultaneous calculation of the position of the sun and moon, the moon phase, eclipse, calendar cycles, and perhaps locations of planets. Wow. All in one thing. So this is definitely astronomical. They they think. There's been, like, yeah. They think there's, like... Well, you know, like the Olympic theory and yes, stuff like yeah. that. But I don't know if I was gonna if I was gonna buy any of these things, it'd be all about the astronomy. Yeah. So, but the operator of this had to be aware of the position of the spiral dial pointers on two large dials on the back of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the pointer had what is called a follower that tracked the spiral incisions in the metal as the dials uh, incorporated four and five full rotations of the pointers, 
And then when a pointer reached the terminal month location at either end of the spiral, the pointer's follower had to be manually moved to the other end before you could do anything else. Hmm. So like there was a whole, so yeah, you had to crank it, but you had to like set up this whole you thing with dials too it. and everything. Yeah, yeah. right. And there's, there's several faces to this thing. It has the zodiac. There's three Egyptian months that are inscribed in Greek letters, which I'm not even going to try to pronounce. Mm-hmm. Um, they've built like, Recreations that are like glass and gold. Yeah, wow, I got a little amazing. picture there. It's that's cool amazing, to look at. Yeah. yeah, if you guys want to look it up, you should go for it. It's pretty. It's pretty cool to look at. But um, where would they find that? Do you have a link for that anywhere? No. No. Okay. Um, You're on your own, guys. Yeah. Good luck. Good Rocks luck to you. <clears throat> this is a computer-generated image of like what they thought the back panel uh-huh. looks like, and you can see how complex yeah, this is. Very, There's a lot of very markings. Precise, yeah. Um, there's doors that opened. So, <clears throat> there have been some reconstruction efforts. Uh, because of the large space between the mean sun gear and the front of the case, right. and the size of the and mechanical features on the mean sun gear, it's very likely that the mechanism contained further gearing that's been probably lost. Lost. Or it was in, you know, in the shipwreck and it's gone, or it's, you know, whatever. It was removed before it being loaded onto the ship. Who knows? Because who even knows if this thing was really in full... Like fully contact before yeah. they loaded it on the ship. You know, they 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 being scientists or people analyzing this have an idea of what it was used for, mm-hmm. which would be astronomy. Yeah, but have they levied any guesses as to why it was used or how it was used? No, because here's the issue. So, because there's probably still parts missing that we're never going to get again. The, and, like, just a total and complete lack of evidence. Uh, and in terms of the front part of the mechanism, there's a bunch of stuff missing. Uh, it's led to, like, many attempts to try to emulate what the Greeks would have done or what they think they yeah. were doing. Uh, but because of this lack of evidence, they've put forth all these solutions and nobody can settle on it. They can't find writings to back this up. They can't... That's mm. tough. And there's And this is, like, such a wholly unique excuse me, item, that there's not really anything else in history that they can compare it to and say, yeah. yeah, this was, you know, they used it for this, so probably whatever. But let's think about it. So, like, the ancient Greeks <clears throat> obviously were very much into, like, the heavens, the gods, mm-hmm. all of that. It was an agricultural society. I mean, I think there's probably, like... And a highly driven astrological society. Yeah. Yep. Uh, they were probably, my <coughs> guess is... Excuse me. I would say maybe a little superstitious somewhere in yeah, there. And so yeah. their beliefs, it could have, I think there's about a thousand and one different things that this could have been used for. And it's not just a, Hey, we can predict this stuff, but we can predict this stuff and how it's going to affect yeah. X, Y, Z. Yep. They might've even based some of their political decisions or their, you know, some big cultural things on the stars and their positions. And you know what I mean? So I'm wondering if, if AI could tell us, here's the given. We know what these parts are. We kind of know how they go together. We have some things missing from the equation. Here's the culture and the time period, and you feed in all the data about the culture, the time period with it. What could this possibly have been used for? Maybe. It's hard, though, right? Because that requires information for the AI to sift through, right. and we might not have that. Might not there might not be that. enough writings, or if we do have the writings, right. they might not have been digitized yet. Yeah. Or So it... Do I think it could do it? Yeah, probably, but I think it needs the right variables. And, I, you know, it, it, continue, it continues to beg the question, where did people get this type of advanced knowledge and thinking? 
It's not like, you know, I'm just walking through the desert and I came across a stone and I looked at that and I looked up at the sun and I looked back down at the stone and I said, I got an idea. Yeah. You know, it, what, was the, what was the gem? What was the seed for it? How, how or why? You know? Yeah. Um, those are things we'll never know. No. But. That's it, though. I mean, that's everything. That's the ancient computer. That's amazing. And that's, that mm-hmm. is on what, what, what is salvageable of it and what has been re-rendered of it mm-hmm. is on display in a Greek museum. Yeah, in, in Athens. In Athens. I'd love to see the that The National sometime. Museum of Archaeology in Athens. I would love to see that sometime. I'd I really like to go to Greece. I think it'd be really cool. Oh, yeah. It's beautiful. The whole, you know, the whole culture of the time. Yeah. Um, it's amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Well, the thing that's crazy is just how much smarter they were than we are. Absolutely. I think. The Greeks, the Egyptians, that whole... The Romans. Yeah, that whole center of the world there, you know, um, had the capability... No, arguably it all stems out of the, the Fertile Crescent, is what they call it. And that's yes. where they think yeah. of the origins of all this yeah. shit. And you know, unfortunately, as crude as they were in terms of their social practices and things like that. Yeah. Their scientific minds, mathematical minds. Art. Art were so advanced, were so amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you have people like, you know, Da Vinci. Michelangelo. You have these Renaissance people who did nothing but pursue thinking and ideas all day. Well, I know, and that's and like the Greek philosophers, right? Yeah, they were just yeah. like sitting there hanging out. Philosophizing. Like shooting the shit about really deep shit. <laughs> and pour me another goblet here. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it was a what a time to be alive. <laughs> I'm sure you find a few guys like that at the bars, local bars. Yeah, for and sure. Top me off here, I'm philosophizing. Maybe not quite at the same level. <laughs> <laughs> But, um, yeah, I don't know. So, yeah, I, I don't think I, I mean, I guess I get the whole, like, Olympic theory and all of that, whatever. But I, I subscribe way more to the whole we're tracing the stars and yes. probably for, like, way, way larger practices than just to do, like, it's time for the Olympic well, Games again. Like, yeah, I think, the, I think the strange part about this whole thing, the odd part about this, see how I did that. I see what you did there, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, think, I think the, it just raises many more questions about things that we'll never be able to answer. I shouldn't say never, but maybe not. That we're likely not going to. Likely not going to be able to answer. The problem is, is at this point, like a lot of this stuff has been lost to time or records that have been destroyed or like it's in the ocean somewhere. and Right. And it disintegrates. I mean, it's. Yes. Yeah. Fragile. And it, it, you know, uh, the, the only thing we'll be able to do is, like I said, if artificial intelligence gets far enough down the road where it could hypothesize. Hypothesis. Hypothesis. Yeah, I see that. That this is what mm-hmm. this would have or could have been used for. Um, thinking outside the realm of what our mind confines us to. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it, it. You know, it's it's the if then game. Mm-hmm. If we know these parts, this they're calibrated this way. They do this. They do that. They do this. Then. Yeah. It could have been used for this. Yeah. You know. In either case, you couldn't have been a, like a dumbass to operate the thing. No. Because you had to have no. all those, the dials lined up no. right and all this other shit. So. Unless, like I said, when you turn the crank. Yeah. And there's some guy going. <laughs> That's messed up. <laughs> I know. And there's some, some Greek spirit flying through space right now, flipping around in circles saying, this is what you think of my creation? <laughs> Yeah. Do, 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 do. You idiot. I know. 
So great well, wouldn't be happy. Yeah, yeah. That's very entertaining. Very informative. Um, Thank do, you. Do they continue in any of your research? Did it show that they continued studies about it or? Yeah, I mean, they're still. Their... I think that research project is still going on. I think today. Yeah. But I think they're going to hit their limits. Yeah. Yeah. You can only you can only study the thing for so long with the information that you have without some kind of additional information. There's tons of missing parts. So. I mean, you saw in that 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 replica that they built in two thousand seven. Yeah. There's only like yeah. everything else was just glass or like plexiglass or something. So it's just yeah, absolutely. You know, but that's that's it. That's it. So let us know what you think about the ancient computer. If you look up a picture, let me know because they're very cool. Yeah. You should look at it. And by all means, let us know if you find something that we may have overlooked. When the research was done on this, me no I overlook you know. anything in my research. It, yeah, as I was saying it, and it was coming out of my mouth. I, I said, "Oh boy, you're not going to say this, are you?" Oh my God, but it's I fine. I, I miss stuff all the yeah. time. Um, but yeah, let us know what you think. Thank you for being on. Uh, it was my pleasure. Thank you. It's always a blast, and you know that if I'm not on it, I'm listening to it. I appreciate that. Do you want to say the closing thing? Of course. Okay, so I'll, I'll say the first part. Okay. You know. You yes. know what? Okay. All right. Until next time, stay strange. <laughs> <laughs>